So you got some stubborn belly fat, also known as a gut, a beer belly, a spare tire, a bread basket, and depending on how much belly fat you're carrying, you may have a full out tank. The good news is, regardless of what category you fall into, if you have stubborn belly fat, this video is going to help you solve this problem step by step, once and for all. There are three ways that we can affect stubborn belly fat, and that's through weight training, cardiovascular training, and through nutrition. That's it. There's no other way around it. There's no way to target fat burn. There's no special exercises to burn belly fat. Let's start first with weight training. Weight training is extremely important, believe it or not, to burn stubborn fat. You see, everyone's body has a basal metabolic rate, and contrary to popular belief, you could drink all the water you want, you could eat six, seven meals a day, and drink coffee and eat spicy food. However, the only thing that's actually linked to a significant increase in your metabolism is an increase in lean body mass. Meaning, if we can build more muscle, we can eat more food and still burn more fat. A lot of people just get stuck in always trying to cut down. You cut back on calories, and then when you hit a plateau, you cut back further, add some cardio in. Let me tell you something from experience. When we get clients that have very little muscle mass, it becomes exponentially more difficult to make them lose weight. As everyone else is losing three or four pounds a week, they're losing every other week maybe a pound. This is a hugely overlooked factor, especially for women. Remember, even though your ultimate goal is to burn fat, your goal with weight training has to be to build muscle because that's ultimately going to be the thing that helps you burn fat the most. Now what's the best way to build muscle with weight training? If you're a natural, like most of the people that watch this channel, then you absolutely must strive to lift heavier and heavier weights. Unless you're somebody that enjoys, let's say, doing hundreds of reps of calisthenics. Upping the weight is the best way to ensure that you can progressively overload your muscles. Training heavy also helps increase a natural lifter's ability to synthesize protein, which is again super important for building muscle and building up your metabolism. Now, there's been a lot of people that have made the claim that working your sets until failure is a bad idea and doesn't pay off. This is wrong. Yes, maximal muscle fiber recruitment is necessary to stimulate protein synthesis. And yes, you can have maximal muscle fiber recruitment with a heavy weight load as well as a light weight load. However, the problem is that most people that use light weights stop before ever achieving maximal muscle fiber recruitment. That's why training to failure, especially when you're not in a lab being studied, is a far better idea for building muscle. When you fail, you can be almost certain that you achieve maximal muscle fiber recruitment, and in turn, you'll have an increase in muscle protein synthesis. The bottom line is that you want to make sure that you're going heavy with your weights at least three days a week, and if you want more information on sets and reps, I'll include a link at the end of this video that I made earlier that dives really deep into structuring and setting up your weight training program for yourself. Let's talk about element number two, which is cardio. You don't want to just do any regular kind of cardio, especially when a lot of the people that have stubborn belly fat need to be working on building muscle. Doing a lot of long duration cardio, like jogging for miles, is not going to help you build muscle, and it's truly not the most effective way to burn fat. The best type of cardio that you can do for fat loss is interval training. There are tons of different forms of interval training, but I'm just going to give you one very simple approach for your cardio workouts that you can execute right away. You would sprint for 60 seconds, then you walk for 60 seconds. If you're a little more advanced, you could sprint for 60 seconds and then jog for 60 seconds. The cool thing is, as opposed to long duration cardio, 
you're gonna be done with your workout in just 20 minutes. Now keep in mind to do this correctly and to experience the fat burning effects, when you sprint, you have to sprint. Whenever you're doing interval training, when you're doing the work interval, you almost always wanna put forth a maximum effort. By doing this type of interval training, this is gonna invoke the afterburn effect, which is just a fancy way of saying that your body is gonna burn a whole heck of a lot more calories in the recovery process than it would with long duration, steady state type of cardio. With cardio, I wouldn't do more than two days a week at first to start. It's a good idea to save cardio days to add in as you hit plateaus. This way you don't have to always cut calories to burn more fat. Speaking of calories, let's talk about nutrition. With nutrition, if you want to burn belly fat, you will undoubtedly have to maintain a calorie deficit and you'll have to keep your insulin levels low. I recommend starting with a 25% reduction for maintenance calories and staying within that range consistently on a daily basis. Even though nobody wants to track their macros and their calories, it's a really good idea to do this, especially in the beginning. Once you learn about how many calories and how many macros are coming from different food items, then you can do it more so off the top of your head. There are plenty of apps out there like MyFitnessPal that'll help you track your macros until you're ready to do it on your own. Other than that, you wanna make sure that you stay away from food that's gonna be spiking your insulin levels because when your insulin levels are high, you're not gonna be burning that much fat. Not only can carbohydrates spike your insulin levels, but protein can also spike your insulin levels fairly easily, especially whey and casein, which is found in most dairy products that aren't fermented. So for the most part, I would say stay away from dairy and try to consistently maintain that calorie deficit. As long as you can be consistent, you will 100% lose that belly fat. The biggest problem for people instantly becomes consistency. Staying away from that food that will spike your insulin levels or that will break you out of that 25% reduction. So one of my best diet tips to this day is to never deny yourself what you're craving. Recognize that your mind's hunger and your body's hunger are two different things. However, the cause of your mind's hunger is many times only due to the fact that your body is actually physically hungry. So if you crave, let's say, a little bit of ice cream, you shouldn't just lose yourself and go eat all the ice cream that you want. What we call that is binge eating, that's a big problem. The way you handle this is by promising yourself that you're gonna allow yourself to eat as much ice cream as you want, but only after you have a very full, high protein, healthy fat, high vegetable meal. I bet most of the time, you're not even gonna want what you were craving, and if you still do, you're gonna eat way less of it. You're not gonna spike your insulin levels, you won't exceed your calorie deficit that you're supposed to hit, and you'll burn that stubborn belly fat as a result of that process. And it's a lot easier on your willpower than just sitting there, just testing your temptations, you know? That's it guys, I really hope this video has helped you guys out. If you enjoyed this video and this content has helped you, remember to subscribe to this channel. Remember to visit gravitytransformation.com where we have done for you proven fat shredding programs that you guys can get right off the website. I'll see you guys soon.